too often we hear about young children going missing without a trace. And in today's episode, we'll be talking about two-year-old Myra Lewis, who went missing from her front yard. Let's get into it. It's a mystery still looming over the Hampton Roads community. Yeah, prosecutors are disappointed with today's results. Welcome to my channel. My name is Amanda, and if you're new here, we talk about all things true crime related. Make sure you like this video and subscribe to the channel. It's a free way to really help me out. I just want to take a moment to say that everyone that we talk about, this case is unsolved, is innocent until proven guilty. Please know that these are my own thoughts and opinions. Go do your own research to come to your own conclusion. And then you can tell me in the comments below what you came to because I'm curious as to what you think happened. Myra Lewis was born on October 30th, 2011 to her parents, Gregory and Erica Lewis. At the time of her story, she was just two years old, living with her parents and her two sisters. Um, I have seen reports where it may be actually three children, but I've seen concretely that there was at least two sisters, one that was just one month old, and they were living in Camden, Mississippi. There isn't really much mentioned about Myra's sister that was outside playing with her at the time that this happened. I assume she was older because leaving a two-year-old outside and someone younger than a two-year-old, like a two-year-old and a one-year-old outside is just completely ridiculous to me. So in my mind, I would assume that her sister that she was outside with, that she was playing with, was older. I want to say she was five, but I feel like I could just be making that up, so disregard it. But I do believe that her sister is unfortunately too young to get any real information out of as to what happened to Myra or any other details. If she was taken by someone, ran into the woods after maybe a bunny or if she went inside with her dad or went with her mom. We'll get into those details a little bit later, but I just wanted to say that I didn't see much on that to give some sort of insight as to what happened to her. Sadly, there isn't really that much I can tell you about two-year-old Myra other than the few details that I shared about her family and when she was born and where she lived. It's sad that these young children don't have time for us to get to know them. They don't have time to do well in school. They don't have time to help friends and family with a big heart that they may have. And they don't get to find what their interests are really. I mean, two-year-olds do, but you know what I mean before they go missing. I did see in an article, one of them that I read that she loved playing with the family dog Midnight. However, I'll touch base on this a little bit later. Myra's parents didn't really seem too active in finding their daughter. And that's where you get a lot of information about, you know, missing people is from the family and friends who love them. And unfortunately, I have not seen too much, especially recently, from Myra's parents. But we'll get into that. It all started on Saturday, March 1st, 2014, between 1030 and 11 in the morning when Erica Lewis decided to head to the store. As she was leaving, she told her two daughters who were playing outside in their front yard to head inside with her father, who was inside taking care of their newly born sister, who was just one month old, as I said. When Erica returned to the house about 3 p.m., she realized that Myra was not in the home. And as she discovered this, she was speaking with her husband, and her husband thought that Erica had taken Myra with her to the store. Now, side note, real quick, I know this case is unsolved, and I'm sure there's a few theories that could come about while reviewing this case and one of those that she was in fact kidnapped by someone that saw her playing in the front yard and took the opportunity without a parent or adult being around and sometimes that's all it takes the smallest simplest miscommunication can cause such a horrifying result 
So I'm not blaming anyone here because it's it's not their fault. It's easy to have this situation happen. But if Erica walked in the kids inside or waited a moment to watch them walk inside or spoke with her husband to make sure they were on the same page, this could have been avoided. And now I'm not saying that, like I said, to put blame on anybody. It's just a point I want to make that sometimes we go about things in our life and not realize that small things can happen like this, unfortunately. Well, the whole small situations can cause horrifying events like this. Now, in my own life, my family was outside doing something and I would have to come in, say my three kids are outside with my husband. I make sure my husband knows that I am no longer responsible for any child out there, that he is fully responsible for what happens to them. Or like if my daughter wants to go outside while he's working on the car or anything, I make sure he knows that she's outside with him just because that way then he knows that he has to look out for her because she's only six. You can't just let her be willy nilly, at least. I wouldn't let her be willy-nilly. Now, my kids are a bit older, so it's not as serious, but I was just mentioning this as sometimes I would like to take as much as we can from these cases to make the world a better place or to learn something from them. Again, this is nobody's fault in regards to this. It's just a little thing that maybe might make us do things a little differently in life if we stop and think about it. But back to the case. So Erica thought that when she left for the store, the girls went inside. And then Gregory thought that Myra had went with Erica when she left. So once they realized that Myra was not anywhere around the house, the family did their own search around the home, the neighbor's home, who was actually the girl's grandparents or grandfather. I'm, I saw grandmother, but then in another video, I saw grandpa, another relative where they would actually often play in their yard. Like they would play in their yard, go to their grandparents' yard, go back to their yard, like go back and forth. It was only about a hundred yards or so away. So the girls would just play between both of them. So while searching for Myra, they would look in both yards, they would go back inside, and after about an hour, the family would report her missing. They reported that she was last seen wearing a turquoise sweater with a bear on the front of it, white pants, and pink tennis shoes. A search party started right away with Gregory jumping on his ATV to search areas around the home. A search would end up being conducted with law enforcement about five miles around the family's home using helicopters, dogs, and 300 people looking on foot. But unfortunately, there was no luck finding Myra. Police would release an Amber Alert for Myra, which would go on to be the longest-running Amber Alert in Mississippi history, as it's currently active today. Over the next few days, police would continue their search of the family's home, and at one point bringing brown bags of evidence out of the home. While the police noted this, saying that it made the most sense to start looking where Myra was last seen. Authorities would also inspect the family's car for any evidence of what may have happened, but seemingly nothing was found. According to the Madison County Sheriff's Department, the family was interviewed and was cooperating with the investigation into the missing girl, including undergoing two polygraph tests that reportedly everyone passed. Now, shortly after she was reported missing, the FBI did come, become involved, including offering a $20,000 reward for information leading to finding Myra. But unfortunately, it looks like the little girl just vanished into thin air. About a week after Myra was reported missing, her mother, Erica, was arrested on unrelated charges. It appears that she was arrested for felony possession of a firearm, failure to pay court costs, and failure to pay supervised fees after she was found guilty in 2013 of felony food stamp fraud. And she was placed on probation for five years. 
Now, from my understanding, Erica was released 11 days after she was arrested due to not being indicted by a grand jury. I didn't deep dive into the situation too much because it didn't help finding Myra at all. Now, Erica was found guilty of food stamp fraud, but that doesn't mean that she or that conviction has anything to do with her daughter's disappearance. And a lot of times we see that these details will become sensationalized news and the child is forgotten about and those other things that people remember. However, I do want to add that Gregory told the news that he was unaware of his wife's convictions because he was working long hours, which I get, but it makes me think that if you didn't know about this conviction, what else were you missing at home? If I, if my husband or if I committed some fraud and was convicted and neither of us told each other, I think that that would be a really bad conversation to find out about and to have. But it just makes me wonder if something else was happening in the home, maybe with Myra and her mother, not saying this is the case, but oftentimes missing children are harmed by those who are supposed to protect them. And maybe he wouldn't be aware of this because of having to work long hours. Now, the police said that they couldn't rule anyone out who was close to Myra saying in a press conference that they were still investigating the case as a missing child rather than an abduction and that no one in her immediate circle could be ruled out. Now, this makes me a little confused because it did say that they issued an Amber Alert and I always thought for Amber Alerts, which I covered in one of my first videos, they had to have some sort of like car for an abduction. Maybe it was different because she was only two. I'm not really sure, but Around the same time that Erica was in jail waiting to be released during those 11 weeks, her other children were removed from the home that she shared with Gregory. At first, I assumed this just was due to the fact that a child was missing and they didn't know if anybody in the family was involved. So they removed them for, I guess, safety reasons. However, I guess from what I read, it was because the home they were living in was condemned. I'm not sure exactly why they were removed or even if they got the kids back. Now, as I mentioned before, tracking dogs were brought in during the initial days to help with the search. And they did pick up Myra's scent initially when from the yard and they followed it right up to her fence area in the front yard where the scent had ended. Now, this could mean that she was led into a car by a random stranger or she could get into a car of someone she's known. But it does indicate that the scent stopped there usually for a reason, which would be because they got in a car or something like that. Now, there was a sighting report made of Myra in Memphis, Tennessee, where an older man was seen in a hotel room with a younger girl around Myra's age. Now, this report was made by three people who were working at a daycare across the street. Search for a missing toddler in Mississippi moved to Memphis tonight. A South Memphis motel employee reported to police that she spotted this young girl, two-year-old Myra Lewis. I didn't see anything come out of this other than that there was a sighting, which gave people hope that maybe Myra's still alive. But I would, I would assume that since there was no updated information and this was back after she initially went missing, that nothing came of it. Now, the investigation was rekindled again that October when a team of psychics filed a Find Me report with the Madison County Sheriff's Department claiming that they actually knew where the little girl was. But unfortunately, this too would lead to nothing. And other than that, the case has basically gone pretty quiet. In 2015, Erica did make a plea with the public asking for help finding her daughter. But it was reported that when reached out to around the five-year mark of Myra's disappearance, she declined to talk to the newspapers about it. 
Reports from 2019 have the sheriff indicating that they're no longer in contact with the Lewis family, and they have actually been unable to find them, saying that the house that they once lived in had been abandoned by the family and had become overgrown. A new age-progressed photo was released by NetMech of Myra showing what she would look like around the age of 10, but the Madison County Sheriff's Office said other than that, they ran out of leads. And at the time, they did review footage around the area. They did interviews. They really had had no luck finding Myra. But in interview footage I found with the sheriff, he seemed extremely passionate about finding Myra and are hopeful that someone will come forward that will lead them to solving this case. The FBI is still offering a $20,000 reward for information regarding the case. Tips can be called into the Madison County office at 601-859-2345 or Crime Stoppers at 601-335-TIPS. Now, I just want to say thank you if you've made it this long in the video. I truly appreciate it and I truly appreciate you guys. Remember to like the video and subscribe to the channel and let me know what you think of the case. Have you heard it before? And until the next video, stay safe out there. The world can be an ugly place. Mm -hmm.